when we don't provide means for our brain to actually have an accurate scorecard, it's hunting for it. If you're finding yourself comparing yourself to others, it's probably because you don't have a clear scorecard for yourself. If you're not conscious about your investment strategy, you won't end up where you want to be, not financially or as a human. On this show, we interview highly successful investors and share how they overcame limitations to become unstoppable forces of success. If you're ready to learn what it is to be a conscious investor so you can end up where you want, keep listening. Welcome back, Conscious Investor. It's so great to be back here with you. Before we dive into this episode, I just want to give that shout out and that thank you to so many of you Conscious Investors who have been listening for the last 430 plus episodes. It really means the world to me. And I appreciate the bandwidth, the space that you've given me to grow and to evolve and transform. There have been so many changes that have have taken place over these hundreds of episodes. And you've been there for the ride and you've encouraged me. And I appreciate all of the texts, the emails, the messages on social media platforms. And I especially, oh, love and appreciate all of the ratings and reviews that you have left over the years. They truly mean the world to me and they lift my spirits up because I record these episodes in the privacy of my studio where I'm just out here by myself. And so you sometimes feel like, oh, I'm just talking to myself right now. And I know I'm not, but when you leave those um, written reviews, it really boosts my spirits. I really know, oh my gosh, that resonated. And it it makes me just more determined than ever to serve you powerfully. So I just want to thank you so much. And if you are new, welcome to The Conscious Investor. I don't want you to miss another episode. And trust me, I don't think you want to miss another episode. So hit the subscribe button or the follow button, depending on what platform you're on. And Mondays, just so you know, Mondays, I usually generate a mindset episode to serve you powerfully. And on Thursdays, we'll have an expert either in the wealth building, investing, wealth building school of life, or somebody in health. And that is something new. I'm so excited. I realized that we were not serving that pillar of the conscious investor. We have health mindset, wealth, and the health part was really not getting the attention that it deserves as it's one of the anchor foundational pillars of the conscious investor. So I'm correcting that and going into 2024, we'll definitely see some changes in that. Let's go ahead. Let's dive into today's episode. This is the culmination. This is the wrap up of a very short series that we have done that is the end of the year review. And what we've done is we've taken the last four or five weeks and we've reviewed what are goals, why are they important? Let's review our year. Let's see where we stand. Let's reinvigorate our vision. Let's look at our intentions, our strategies, our tactics for moving forward. And today, I really want to dive into celebration. And over the last few episodes, I've been leaning very heavily upon many of the books that I've read. I absolutely love reading. It changes you. And I've said it before. It is the most economical form of education you could possibly get your paws on for what, 12 to $25, you can pick up a book and really catapult yourself in a new direction. Recently, I picked up All It Takes is a Goal by one of my favorite authors, John Acuff. You've heard me refer to him many times. He's absolutely hilarious. He reads all of his audiobooks and he does such a phenomenal job. They're so entertaining. In fact, 
All It Takes is a Goal. I was on the book launch team. And that was a ton of fun. It was very great being able to be part of the book before it was available to the public and reading and reviewing it. If you ever have a chance to be part of a book launch, I highly recommend it. Today, I'm going to, for celebration, highly draw upon John Acuff's work in All It Takes is a Goal. A couple of reasons why. One, he's hilarious and he's so much fun. He's also very intelligent and has a lot of research to back what he is saying. And he's so relatable. He's down to earth and absolutely relatable. If you haven't already followed him on social platforms, go to Instagram. That's the best place to follow him. He does tons of reels on a regular basis. But his section in this book on creating a scorecard to know that you're winning is really powerful. And so I'm going to lean on that. I'd highly recommend again, pick up a copy of your own, either paper or audio, whatever is going to float your boat on that. I go back and forth when it comes to paper and audio, just as a side note, I did clearly purchase the book as well. And I think it's a great book. Some books, as you know, I read, listened to Hero on a Mission first, loved it so much. I picked up the book book. I listened to it first. Sorry, I'm going to bird trail just to give you like this might help you out as you're trying to decide, do I want to listen to it or do I want to buy it? The reason I listened to Hero on a Mission first was I wasn't sure how committed I was to that work. The work I have read of Donald Miller has been in very much the business arena. He wrote Story Brand. I absolutely love Story Brand. If you are trying to do any type of marketing, you are probably familiar with his work in Story Brand. He also has Business Made Simple and other business-oriented books. Hero on a Mission is a first more personal development, personal productivity book of his I've read. I wasn't sure how much I was going to enjoy it, if I was going to track with him with that. And so I thought, I have an Audible account. We have credits. I also had a long drive ahead of me. It seemed like a no-brainer. I very, very quickly fell in love with the book. So that was when I'm on that fence of, am I really going to like this? How many Audible credits do I have right now? How much time do I have? I'm probably going to go the audio version to sample an author. If I'm loving it, I'm going to buy the actual book book. And you see how I reference these books all the time. I usually have piles of books around me because I am referencing them. And so that can be very, very helpful. Maybe that's helpful to you. So I'm going to celebrate that. I'm going to celebrate that I find ways to engage with literature that is going to serve and support me, which allows me to better serve and support you. I cannot believe all the books I've read. I am a non-reader, by the way. So don't get me wrong. I didn't turn into a reader until about four years ago, and I happened upon this whole genre, and it has just been phenomenal. Having a book club for three years was transformative for myself and the book club members. Please do not neglect reading. That's my only request. I love podcasts. I listen to them all the time pretty obsessively, but I would also say, please make sure that you are reading on a daily basis. Okay. We've got to talk about celebrating. And I feel like I hear that song, celebrate good times, come on, right? We want to celebrate. It is so important. And sometimes it can feel flimsy because the reality is conscious investor, we're high performers. We like to do things with such high caliber, such excellence that sometimes when we achieve something, we just see the next thing, the next goalpost. And we just kind of go, okay, that was cool. That was fun. And we enjoyed it. 
but we're already on to the next. Or maybe there's even, well, I want to tweak this and this and make it a little bit better and then go for it again. Instead of saying, again, going back to the book, The Gap and the Gain, instead of looking at all the gain that we got, we spend our time oftentimes looking at the gap. And so we need to reorient our mind. This is one of the primary reasons I wanted to bring in John Acuff's book, All It Takes is a Goal, is because it was absolutely insightful to me when he was talking about creating a scorecard, which is creating a reason, a path to celebrating, right? And in this, he was talking about why cognitively it's absolutely important. And he says, The reason you compare yourself to others is that your brain wants to know you're making progress in life. Over time, this desire might morph into a form of insecurity, materialism, or vanity. But at the root of comparison is your brain trying to answer the basic question. How are we doing? I'm going to read on. I'm going to skip a couple of paragraphs. He says, your brain wants to know that about your life too especially when it comes to the big five games of career, finances, relationships, health, and fun. Your brain is constantly curious about your progress, and so are you. He goes on to say that we can't give vague answers. So when people say, how are your relationships going? How's your health? And we just have, it's good, it's fine, that type of thing. He says, that's not good enough for your brain. Vague answers don't satisfy the most curious part of your body. In the moment, your brain doesn't stop seeking a progress update. It just says, fine, if you won't tell me the score, I'll go look at someone else's scorecard and see if I can figure it out that way. That's how comparison always starts. In the absence of a scorecard, your brain will use someone else's. What a full stop. I just want to like thunder close that book. Doesn't that make so much sense, conscious investor? Our brains are just doing what they're designed to do. God gave our brains to have just some hardwired programming. Our brains are just simply looking for, okay, well, let's settle the score. Let's know where we're at. Let's know what's going on. Let's be aware. So it's doing its job. It's doing a great job. And when we don't provide a means for our brain to actually have an accurate scorecard. It just goes on the prowl. It's hunting for it. If you're finding yourself comparing yourself to others, it's probably because you don't have a clear scorecard for yourself. In this book, he gives a lot of really great ways. He says, a scorecard can be anything that measures progress for your goal. So last week, we were talking about vision. I'm sorry, two weeks ago, we were talking about vision. Last week, we were talking about intentions and strategies and tactics. And that leads us perfectly into this final part on celebration. When we have a scorecard that we are referencing, we can celebrate with confidence and our brains will be settled and at peace. And that can go directly back to our lead and lag indicators right back into the goals that we set. When we set those lead and lag indicators, we remember we had the five criteria. They were specific and measurable. They were stated positively. Um, They had a real stick stretch. They had accountability and they were time bound. So we can actually use those criteria to create our scorecard. 
John Acuff actually says in his book, he has three criteria. He says, what am I going to measure? Well, check. We did that last week when we were creating our goals. How long will I measure it? Check. We got that covered also. And then we have to know where will I measure it? And that's the one thing we did not talk about last week was where are you keeping track of your information, of your data? Having it in a place where you can easily see it, engage it, recognize it is going to be really important. Again, we want to keep our brain chill. We want to keep our brain calm (laughs) and focused in the right direction. And when it's obvious which direction we should be going, when we can see, oh, wow, these metrics aren't matching up to what I want, we can easily pivot and make some shifts, either ginormous shifts or subtle shifts, but we can do something about it because we know we're also going to preventing ourselves from comparing ourselves to everybody else on social media, which is fantastic because we're not them and they're not us. Their lives are different than ours. Maybe they're empty nesters. Maybe they have newborns. Maybe they're single and have no kids, right? Everybody's life is just a bit different and unique to them. And so comparing just doesn't make any sense at all. When we create these scorecards, now we can celebrate. We can enjoy the fruit of our labor. And we don't want to deprive our brain of that. We don't want to deprive our heart and soul of that. Because just like the world generally compensates us monetarily speaking, and it feels good, right? I remember when I was in my 20s and I got my very first commission check when I was a real estate sales agent. I just remember seeing this number that I had never seen in one lump sum beside my name. And I'm thinking like, what? That's amazing. Holy cow. And it felt so good. And then I went out and bought myself a box of C's peppermint patties. C's candies, peppermint patties are hands down the best. And that was how I celebrated every single close. No, I did not eat them all at once. But I had this little routine where when I closed an escrow, I would, and I had this pattern and it was so fun to celebrate in that way. How are you incorporating little micro celebrations along the way? Maybe you have a great week as a family and maybe you guys go for a cool mountain bike ride, or maybe you take that one walk. Like my daughter, she wants to go walk across a particular bridge that's in proximity. We can totally do it. That would be a fun celebration. She would think that was super awesome. And it's simple. It's not anything extravagant. It's not expensive. It's something accessible. So those would be the criteria. Say it doesn't have to be extravagant. It does not need to be expensive, but it sure needs to be a lot of fun. And it needs to be something that's easily attainable. So if I were to say, okay, when I have a great coaching session with one of my clients, I'm going to go to New York City and I'm going to have a steak. Like, no, that's not attainable. Okay, I guess for some people that might be, but for me to travel across the country in that way, all of that, like that's a lot of headache for something simple, right? And we want to be celebrating the simple victories. So creating some patterns that allow us to just enjoy. Maybe it's, you know what? I finished all of this work and that means that I'm going to just sit down and enjoy this really fun book that I'm reading. Maybe I'm going to get together. We want to be careful to not make our celebrations contingent upon other people. Because remember, we have zero control over other people's lives. And so we want to make sure that it's something that we have control over also. 
so that we can execute on it very quickly. So that's some criteria right there that we want to be able to do. Not extravagant, not expensive, very much attainable and very much something that you can do on your own. It's not contingent upon everyone else's schedules. That way you can get that quick celebration right when it happens. Now, that's for all the small stuff. Maybe you have something more monumental come about. That's where you're going to want to coordinate and plan and do something special. Memorialize it. Celebrate it. Life is full of so many stressors, right? So many things that can really be overwhelming to us. It's really critical that we take that time to simply celebrate enjoy. That's what I've got for you, Conscious Investor. I hope that you enjoyed time celebrating. I'd love to hear how you are enjoying the time celebrating. So don't be a stranger. Go ahead and you can share for all Conscious Investors down in the reviews how you choose to celebrate. And Conscious Investors, go back, go read those reviews um, so that you're hearing what each other are saying. I'm going to throw this back out because you are a committed Conscious Investor. You've stayed to the end. I'm going to do this maybe a couple more times. I really want us to be more connected as a conscious investor community. And so reach out to me directly if you would like to share with me how you think it would be best for all of us to connect. I've said it on some other episodes. I'm going to just reiterate, this isn't the Julie show. This is a conscious investor community. You have a voice. You have a say. And I will help support and rally us all together. One way I'm doing that is with the Conscious Investor Growth Summit. So make sure you buy your tickets to the summit right away before it sells out because space is very limited for that. And then go ahead and reach out to me directly at 208-278-6235. You can call. I probably won't answer I don't check the voicemails, but if you text me, I will respond to you, okay? And you can let me know, hey, Julie, let's have just a Facebook group where we can all connect or let's have a group off of social media because social media stinks and I don't like it. Like you can let me know what you really think and what would serve you very powerfully. But the idea is there are no lone rangers in the world. We need each other and we are stronger when we are linked up together so many of you amazing conscious investors across the country that are so like-minded. I know this because I get to talk with so many of you. I cannot wait for you to connect with each other. I cannot wait for all of us to be able to share and cheer each other on and share the wisdoms, the learnings, insights that we are gaining through our concerted, like intentional way of going about life. I appreciate you, Conscious Investor. Until next time, cheers to health, mindset, and wealth. Are you enjoying this episode? Help spread the word by sharing the episode with a friend or family member. Because really, where would any of our lives be without other people sharing great content with us? Help spread the word by sharing on your social platforms and with those you care about. And remember, tag me at Happy Julie Holly. 